we're starting Parshas Vayechi, but as an introduction to Parshas Vayechi, we're going to learn a Pusik in Parshas Vayegash. In page 163. Wie alt bist du? Fragt der Rashbam, der Daze, keinen Ball, der Teuswiss. Am Morgen sagt, stell dir vor, die kommst da an Buckingham Palace, 163. Was war größer Mehlach, euer Visual? In the first question he asks you is, what's your date of birth? You'll be a little shocked. I mean, there's many questions you can ask. But this is not the first question. If you've ever been in the Momozugan in Belzebeth, in Yerushalayim, the guy sees some Rebbe, he knows how the Rebbe is from Yerushalayim. He asks him, he asks him, he asks him, he asks him, he asks him. But imagine the first question he would ask you would be, how old are you? It's an interesting question to ask a person. Of them, he asks the Rashbam, and he doesn't know how to do it, and he doesn't know how to do it. You couldn't imagine a person that looked so old. For Pare, it was shocking. He never saw a person so old in his life. Maybe he's 300 years old, maybe 400 years old. We also say Tamen shows as a yacht. In of them, Emphet Yankiv Tiparoi, in page 164, says Megira, if you want to know my age, it's only Shloishimim Ashuna, which was considerably young in those days. But Ma'at, although it was few my days, Veruim Hoye Yemaishnai Chaya had extremely difficult days. Velo Yesigi as Yemaishnai Chaya Voisai, Bimai Megirayim. So what Yankiv says over here to Pari is my external aging has nothing to do with my internal clock. My external aging has to do with the stress of a difficult life. Aged, not by years, but by life experience. And as we know, Yankiv, from the moment he was born, when he began with Aisov, he had to take the Bechoyre and the Bruchus, escaping to Lovon, dealing with Ruchel and Laya and Villa and Zilpa, struggling with Shechem, suffering with Dina, pained by Yosef, anguished by the taking down of Binyamin. All that had a massive physical impact on Yanke Vavini. Now Yanke Vavini is standing in front of Paroi and he has 17 years ahead of him. These 17 years seemingly are his best years. Thankfully, he has all his children, sons, daughters, Einiklich, but at what a price? At what a price? With Mesira Sneifish, Avrum Avini lived in Etzisrul. Under the most difficult circumstances, he made sure to stay there. Yitzchak Avini stayed in Eretz Yisrael. Yankov Avini is stepping out of the land that was promised to his father, to his grandfather and to himself. 
the weight of history lies on Yankov's shoulders. He understands that this is not a small thing. He knows that he's going from Etzisruel to Mitzrayim is not a small step. If you want to see how heavy it lies on him, look in page 160. Look in page 160. Fuzikov. They came in, they told Yankiv, Oid Yosef Chai. No? Unbelievable. Vayedabri Ayla was called the Vrayosef. Vayoymi Yisul Rav, Oid Yosef Benichoi. He's excited. Yosef is alive. He knows he can go down to Mitzrayim and see him. But he's also torn. He knows that if he goes down to the Mitzrayim, he's the Aschulas Agulas. Look in Pusik Bais. The Irish just sees the struggle within Yanke Vavini. The child that he loves, the child that he missed for 22 years, he just has to travel down and they see him. On the other hand, he knows the price that he's going to pay if he goes. What do you want me to do? Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Like a servant. And the Irish says, this time I haven't come to ask you for something. I've come to tell you something. Ich bin der Gott von der Tat, der so zugesucht, sie auf Ruhe am Jitzig in Jankiv der Land. Altiru Mardu Mitzraimu. I see the fear in you. I see the fright. Don't be afraid. Kile goi gudl asimchu sham. You will become a big nation over there. O noichi ayred imchu Mitzraimu. I'm coming down with you to Mitzraim, says the Eibishter. I will bring you up. But your final breath, when your eyes will shut forever, Yosef will be there to close your eyes. Says Rasha, How are you coming up of Mitzrayim? Look in the painful Rasha, Pusik Dalit. promised him, the is Nikba you're going down on your own two legs to Mitzrayim, but you're not coming out on your own two legs. Yankiv now knows, as he looks at that Israel, the way only a Yid looks at that Israel, and he knows that the entire weight of the Jewish history lies on his shoulders, because the Ibishta told him, you're going down to Mitzrayim, but you're not coming up on your own two legs. I will have to make sure you're carried up, as will be the end of Ayuchi. Nimtze, that there's two worlds that Yanke Ravini carries. He has his personal life, but he also has historical life. In his personal life, the last 17 years seem the calmest. Only Yanke knows deep down the pain that these 17 years carries, because he knows that now is beginning the avudim ve'ini oisam arba ma'yeshunu. He knows that it has begun. Now look in the first Rashi and Vayechi. And you'll understand it in the most beautiful way. Vayechi Yankiv, Lumu Parshe Zu Setume. 
Why is there no break in the Sefer Torah between Pashas Vayigash and Pashas Vayechi? What looks to be closure, what seems to be the end of a saga, what seems to bring a family to a peaceful end, is unfortunately the beginning of the Shibbat of Klal Yisrael. If the Shibbat is beginning, if the Gulas is beginning, Yankov wants to tell his children when the Gulas will end. If the Gulas is beginning, let me tell you when it will end. People struggle in this world. They cannot see the Yeshia Hashem Kehir of Ayan that's just around the corner. This is the way man is designated to live in this world. Designated to suffer, to believe, to hope, to trust, and to know that perhaps the Yeshia is around the corner. I just don't know about it. Think into it. A moment before Marcus Bechoyrus, they were still in Gulas. All it took was one moment of Marcus Bechoyrus, and they were out. So this is the very first Pusik. There's still so much work to do. I want to repeat what we discussed this week about grandchildren and grandparents. We spoke that this week is the first time that there's an introduction of a relationship between grandparents and grandchildren. Till now, every single relationship was only one generation. Udom with his children, Terach and his children, Avruam and his children, Yitzchok and Yankiv, each one with their children. The first time grandchildren are brought to a grandparent is in this week's Pasha. When Yosef brings in the children to Yankiv, he puts Menashe on Yankiv's right side and Ephraim on Yankiv's left side. Yankiv, Sikalis Yudov, he crosses his hands. All the Rishonim, the children saw what he did. They're standing facing him. Menashe and Ephraim are facing him. He turned his hands. Yosef lifts up his hands and tries to turn them back straight. Look in the Rishonim, Ramban, and the other Rishonim. Yosef knows the price he paid because his father made him a Ksoyinus Pasim. He knows the price he paid. He was in jail. He knows the price the brothers paid. He heard from Yehida the tears in Pashas Vayigash. Shnaim Yoldali Ishti, Boima Achtur of Toiraf, a lot of pain. And now he sees Yankiv doing the same thing. Yosef was frightened. And we're going to do this to another generation. Choose one over the other. But Yankov knows something that Yosef doesn't know. A parent may never favor one child over another child. In a family, a child is traumatized if a parent favors one over the other. So children you have to love equally. Grandchildren, their space. 
Can children of Moichel Zayda if they like one more than the other? And this is why the relationship that a grandparent has with the Einikl is often healthier than the relationship that a parent has with a child. Parent-children relationship is often fraught with friction. Different ages, different. Right? When the kinders try you out, the parents and the children, they laugh together. Well, when the children turn 16, 17, 18, 19, that's the, usually the way the world has gone. The parents become less important, friends become more important, the environment in which you live becomes important, they seek independence. And at that point, if the Zayda has cycle, the Zayda realizes that his life didn't end. This is the point where the Zayda can come in, take out the grandchild for a drive, spend with him an hour a week, learn with him a masechta, pick up a topic, because grandparents and grandchildren have a certain understanding. The Einikel is moichel, the Zayda is merely but zweite. The Zayda is moichel, the Einikel, even if he doesn't behave exactly the way he wants him to behave. And because there is that special relationship, that is something that has to be cherished. Cherished to an enormous amount. And that's what I said in the beginning of the week. People that marry off all their children shouldn't feel that all they need now is a credit card to pay their children houses and vacations. People that marry off their children should realize that there's another generation. Why did HaKadosh Baruch continue to give you life? Because HaKadosh Baruch says there's another generation. You can have a tremendous impact on them. Grandparents often underestimate how powerful they can be in the lives of their grandchildren. If only they take the initiative, realize when a grandchild is going through a difficult time, be there for them. Realize when a grandchild has potential that's not being fully utilized, be there for them. Realize how you could do a good morning, a good night, how you can give an hour, not to all the Einiklech together, I'm not talking about Chanukah party and Piram party, I'm talking about one-on-one that a grandparent can do to a grandchild, is unbelievable how valuable that time can be. And let's continue a little further in the Pasha. In this Pasha, Re'even is the one that pays the highest price. Don't take away the Bechoyre from the one who deserves it to give it to the oldest child from the wife that you love. In Madrish that this Pusik is written directly wegen Pashus Vayechi. In Pashus Vayechi is Yankiv Gigangin, et Signum de Bechoyre 
Ben Riven was the echte Bechol, and he gave it to the Bechol Ben Wahive. He gave the Bechol to Yosef. He gave Yosef Pishnaim in this week. He gave him the Menashe and Ephraim. He gave him two Chalukim, which he took away from Riven. So Riven lost the Bechol. After Riven lost the Bechol in the beginning of the Pasha, he loses the Kehinna. The Kehinna is taken away from him and given to Levi. After the Kehinna was taken away from him, the Malchus was also taken away from him. And given to Yehida. Riven is one man inside the Bereishis who always seems to do what's right and yet always seems to pay the highest price. This is first of all a lesson. We always would love to say that every time a person does what's right, the sky opens up, his panus is taken care of, he has the best children in the world, he's oichet to easy shadichem, smooth life. Imagine that would be the world we live in. And that's not the world we live in. In the world we live in, there are many reasons. Many reasons in this world. And they never reach the berinu. Because this is the dark Hashem Nesturim. We don't know the ways of the Eivishter. Riven is the only brother that saved Yosef from instant death. If you remember, they sent the dogs to kill Yosef. And when the dogs didn't kill him, they planned to chop him up as soon as he arrived. He is only alive because of Riven's deeds. In the entire Bereishis, Riven is the one that constantly lives up to the highest expectations. He lost everything. Did he complain? Never. Did he say a word? No. He is okay with this as well. Even has realized that not every good deed in this world ends with a massive opening of the curtains and a reward ceremony. Except in Hollywood where they give themselves rewards. They constantly reward themselves. This is the gewaltige education from all our universities where they teach you to reward yourself. But in the real world, people put in effort. People put in sweat, toil and tears to do what's right. And they're not rewarded, but you know what they are rewarded? With the fact that they did what was right. These people don't live for the trophy. They don't live for the paycheck. They live because they are happy they did what was right. So you ask him, what did you achieve in life? What's the answer? I achieved that I did what was right. To him, that's more valuable than all the money and all the gold and all the silver and all the nachas that you can ever get. Ikit told the Saim Shal Tzadikim is... He walks around proud knowing that he lived a life of dignity, he lived a life of purpose, he lived a life of Kedisha, he lived a life of doing what's right.